0: Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh made Mexican inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes as well as corporate team building seminars. Check out the website to learn more. Selena's.com. S A L E N A S.com. Jazzcast pros.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Getting Real with Bossy with the Kellys.
0: How are you today, Kelly?
1: Fantastic. I am fantastic. Just in a really good mood, in a good place, and I'm rolling with it. I'm really working on the manifestations that we talked about earlier this year.
0: I was legitimately just going to ask you that.
1: And I think that I've had no real tragedies yet, so I think
0: it's working, right? Yeah, not going. No, Jesus. why do I
1: say stuff like that?
0: Charlene, I know you're listening. Knock on something for Kelly. Please do. My mom carries a piece of wood around. She's so she a can genius. Knock. So she's, wherever she's so smart. This episode, she can knock for you. Knock,
1: please, please. Ugh, I'm the worst.
0: So I'm trying to stick to my hopeful 2024, my hopeful and healing, right? Mm-hmm. And I recently saw a Beyonce quote I'm carrying with me. And okay. it's never let success get to your head. And never let failure get to your heart. And for all you small business owners out there, a little reminder, according to LendingTree, 20% of small businesses fail in the first year, 50% in the fifth, 65% in the 10th year. So for every success that we hear about, there are millions of failures that no one talks about. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we try to do a little differently here is those struggles and those failures.
1: Yeah, it's important to talk about. Because they're real.
0: And today we're talking to Polly. We're such huge fans.
1: For so many reasons. If you are local, find a reason to meet him because he just will fill you with light and joy. And if you are not, you need to figure out how to get to Rochester and meet him because he's just he's just a bundle of, of joy. And I love – because he is such a bundle of joy, but he's so – comfortable talking about those hard times and what he's learned from them, which is so wonderful because, you know, people will see him as this huge success because he is, but he's very comfortable talking about those hard times and those failures and those mistakes.
0: Yes. And he will be uh, speaking, if you're not Rochester-based or if you are, at Focus and Fortify March 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th this year is our summit. And Polly is one of our speakers, and we're so excited to have him. He is our first non-spouse male member of Bossing Mm -hmm. Business Owner Support Services, which is our umbrella company. And he's the reason that we really wanted, I mean, our husbands, we saw like firsthand that they needed support, but he was really the first person to reach out directly to us and be like, hey, I wish I had this kind of support. Right. What is this bossy group?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how do I get there?
0: Yeah. And that's what made us really want to extend out. And Polly's going to teach us so much in today's episode. He's going to talk about so much.
1: I love when he talks about mistakes that he's made and how he's really doing restorative justice and restorative practices, which you know is my passion and we just were able to speak about at Le- with Leadership Rochester a couple weeks ago. But it's so important to restore when things happen, when bad things happen, when mistakes are made, to really work hard to restore and repair that harm. It's not only good for the person that you're working with or that you need to To make things right with, but it's really good for yourself too. And it's so much easier to move on. I know that I am one of those people that if I don't make something right, right away, it just eats and eats and eats at me. And part of the gifts that I've been given from learning more about restorative justice over the last 15, 20 years is how to kind of repair that harm with myself.
0: For those listening, you can hire Kelly to come into your company and teach you how to have restorative practices embedded into what you do for your discipline policies you can reach out to her separately or through bossyrock.com.
1: Absolutely. Love it. Thank you. Thanks for the plug.
0: You're welcome. You do amazing work and you've taught me so much. Making sure that you're addressing those things in the moment. And Polly tells a really fun story, not fun, but a really great story about that. And that he reminds us to, that setbacks are stepping stones. There's a reason something didn't work. And as the business owner, you get to figure out what that reason was and move
2: forward.
1: Right, and learn from it and talk about it. And I always, when we talk about that, we talk about that with so many people. I think back to Elena, and that, like, every every chapter of your story is important. You can't just rip it out because it wasn't fun or it was sad or brings back bad memories. They're all important, and they all take part in shaping who we are.
0: Yeah, and it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. That's right. And I think one of the things that I enjoy about Polly is... The conversation about investing in yourself he's taking on he has taken already a giant leap for himself in his business um from where he started to where he is now and now he's looking at taking another giant leap and it's terrifying most of us don't have money sitting in the bank account just waiting to invest in ourselves so you're taking on debt you're taking on loans you're you know turning in your retirement plan and it's terrifying and you just hope it works out for the best. And I enjoy that he shares that because mm-hmm. as someone who's currently going through it, it is so scary. So scary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll learn a lot from him this year, I think. I'm, in- I'm excited to follow his story and see where he's at.
0: I hope you guys enjoy listening. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices
1: and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Hi.
3: Hi. Hi, Polly. Oh. We're so excited to have you today. I am day. so excited. I am such a fan. I listened to your first episode like three minutes after it came out.
1: Oh, my God. I yeah. read the email that you sent us after that about three minutes a day. Really? Three times a day. Yeah. Oh, you emailed us
0: at like 5.30 in the morning, so
1: it
2: was like yeah. the
0: first thing both of us saw when we got up in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm like, oh, it worked. It worked. Oh.
1: We have men listening to us. This podcast we made for women, which is really, it's fantastic because we that's what we thought we had to make it for, and to know that that wasn't necessarily who we were reaching was pretty amazing.
3: Oh, I mean, uh, there's so much stuff you talk about that crosses over. I do not pretend to understand everything that you guys have to deal with because <laughs> I'm positive you deal with more shit than we deal and with. But we still deal with
1: similar shit that we would never have to deal with. So. There's
3: still plenty of shit to deal there's with, all the shit. even with the penis. There's still <laughs> yeah. plenty of shit to <laughs> <There's> deal <laughs> with. Yes.
0: So I have to start with I never know what to call you because I've always known you as Polly G
3: yeah.
2: because you were a radio personality. Yeah. yeah, you
0: are now the two and a half radio personality, two and a half, radio two and a half personality, oh. personality uh, so. that we've had on the show.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So are you Paul now? Because every time I look you up, to like. Email you or tag you in something, it's always Paul. And I'm like, oh, I always.
3: Call everybody him. calls me Polly. Obviously, my real name is actually Paul, obviously, <laughs> right? But everybody calls me Paulie because of the years and years on the radio. But when I created my like email addresses or my signatures, my wife said it has to be Paul. Polly's just not that professional. But to be honest with you, I sort of now regret that because Paulie is at least unique. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a little different. You know, there's a million Pauls, but like there's not that many Paulies. So I don't have a good answer. All I right, don't know. So it's what
0: okay I mean. if I call. You Polly throughout this interview.
3: Whichever one. Do you have a preference? I <laughs> want to go with. Because
0: I mean, we'll we'll we'll
3: we'll do what you
0: like.
1: Okay. We're here for you. I would
3: like to hear you pronounce my last name. I heard Ooh. I should ask you. to do...
0: Such an asshole. Did you do that on the way out the Before door? Of course I did. My
3: husband,
1: Googley Elmo. <clears throat> Am I wrong?
3: Technically, I don't know. It's it's supposed to
1: be. You don't know. It's your name. We came
3: up with a bit. I can't commit to the bit, Don. I'm so oh. sorry. I can't do. It. I, can't do it. I already broke character, down. I'm sorry. The bit was going to be that every time you said it, I was going to tell you it was wrong. Oh,
0: oh, all right. <laughs> so I thought it was. I can't Gugliamo, commit, And then I was told this morning
3: it's Gugliamo. It's Gugliamo. That's kind of how it's supposed to be. But it's but but if like a real Italian, like when I, I'm in the Italian, how Civic do you League,
0: introduce
3: yourself? Gugliamo. Okay. I Paul Gugliamo. So, but when I do the Italian Civic League, I always get old Italian people who say it's supposed to be Guglielmo. Guglielmo. Which is true, but it's amo. It's googly-amo, fine. Guglielmo? Yeah. All right. It's Whatever. I'll answer anything you I've want. been
1: practicing it and practicing it. I just hmm. want to get it right. It's we okay. We interviewed a woman from Denmark? Yeah. Sweden? Yes. I didn't know yeah. which interview you were Sweden. talking about. We interviewed a, um, a Disney on ice princess. Yeah. And her name was not a typical yeah. American name. And the entire morning, I'm like, I watched a couple videos that she was in. I'm like, I'm kind of not. Fuck this
2: up! And
1: I didn't, and it was very hard for me not to correct people I was on on with. I'm like, this are it wrong,
0: but like, don't be that dick.
3: It's just no. like four J's and two K's. Yeah, and not, like there's no vowel. Anyway.
0: Yeah, right. Like, what do I? I don't know. Yeah, the A doesn't sound like in <laughs> <and> my A. <A's laughs> metris, like I get so mm-hmm. many people that pronounce it differently, and I'm Kelly O'Keefe, and right. you can't screw up Kelly O'Keefe. Yeah. So I got married, and I was like, how can you screw up Metris? Right?
3: <laughs> like
0: it's exactly how it's spelled.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. What was before Bush?
1: Uh Delperdange.
3: Oh, that was tough.
1: Yeah, That's I good. was I was fine to be to be yeah, switched out like, of that yes. for sure. But yeah. I, I mean I love that name, but I still get how's that spelled? I'm like, we're not the beer company. There's no C yeah. no <laughs> in my bush. Like the that grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Kelly B.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Which back to what your original question. G, most people just call me Polly J. Polly J. You're right.
0: So Polly, as you hear, is our first huge supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throughout the pandemic, we talked a lot about, and before the pandemic, we were in talks about how to reach men without losing what and who we were. And your reaction to our podcast made us go, we need to take this seriously. Like, We really need to talk this through and like figure out how we want to do this.
1: Right. It was something we wanted to do, but we didn't know if it was justified to do. So you let us know it was justified, and then it became, we now have to figure it out because... We've always, we love what Bossy is. We love what it is for us and for the women that we work with. And we knew we needed to keep that, but we knew there would need to be something else. Because... I love that.
3: Yeah. I, I'm so appreciative of that. Like, you guys, You're yeah. You're
0: Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I just, I again, it just, it all mm-hmm. resonates, you know. And I know there's a little piece that doesn't. I've never had to walk in your shoes, and I recognize that. But there's so much that does resonate.
1: Well, and I think sometimes with not so much the group that we have now, but back in the day when we were really just open to everyone and there was a lot of, well, we don't need men. We don't need men, a man's voice in this. That's not what this is for. And I was like, wouldn't it be great to find men that want to support small business Like this is about supporting small business owners. No. It's not, I mean, bossy, yes, for women, but don't you just want to know who in general supports other small business yeah. owners? Because yeah. that's men, that's not well, women even specific. throughout
0: women, there's some women who don't, like our group. Right. And that's fine. It's not your thing. It's not your life experience. Um, Some women say they've never experienced some of the things we talk about. I think they're lying, but that's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. So my first question for you, Polly. Yeah. How do you handle it all with the wife and the kids and the business? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, first I want to tell you that, uh, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to go off track. (laughs) It's a dynamic
2: question. There's
3: a story. There's a story that you tell that I can relate to so much but but it's what we were just talking about can I can I always relate to a woman's point of view on something and it's almost the exact opposite problem so the story you tell about being in your building after the flood and asking the men what if these walls come down and then being like oh listen lady yeah. mm-hmm. you know well that story i almost have like the opposite do you know how many times some contractor will look at me because i'm a man i guess and assume i have any idea right. what the fuck they're talking about like I don't know I couldn't I don't even know if it's called hanging drywall I yeah, think, that's, I what think that's what
1: it's called I think you hang it I and couldn't you, and then you mud it there's mudding the
0: taping taping and then mudding
3: I know hammer <laughs> I know screwdriver there's two I of those.
0: used yeah. to know the screwdrivers and I somehow forgot them and now I'm so scared of saying the wrong one I'm like flat or x Right. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get. I do understand wrench, but then they've got like these socket wrenches, which mm-hmm. then I lost. Right. Right. So like, I'm the guy who the contractors will start asking questions to, and I'm always like, oh, I don't. I don't know. Right. Like I don't. You can't ask me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I make sauce. I don't know yeah. how. To, I don't know how to hang drywall. I think <laughs> I'm
0: in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wow. doing. I'm doing kitchen We're work. Doing our best with what we know, and yeah. I do really yeah. not know
3: how to build a house. <laughs> I do know the difference between a nail and a screw. That's the last. So those are my like yeah. fix it sort of Perfect. credentials right there. Uh, but the how do you do it all thing? The the answer is a really organized calendar, mm. and trying to find just everything is scheduled really sort of. Regimented, Like, I'm sure you guys have the same thing, but if I pulled up my Google calendar, it's just where am I supposed to be and when? Mm -hmm. And completely fucked if that thing goes down. I don't know where to be tomorrow if that thing goes down. Also, though, stress is just, you're just living with stress. And one of my biggest downfalls is I eat my stress. I'm God knows how much overweight, way overweight. And that's a matter of just being too damn busy, Mm -hmm. just not taking a minute. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's, if you're so busy, like I find that if I can't eat a good, like, and I don't have time to have a meal, I'm just going to eat whatever I can find as I go. But then I eat so much more because I'm going, 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 going. But for me, food is my reward. And I get so pissed off because ice cream is my thing. Yeah. yeah. And I always say like, I work out so that I can eat all the ice cream I want. Like that is the reason I work out. Yeah. I don't like shopping for clothes and I want to eat a lot of ice cream. That's it. But the, now my kids stay up so damn late, I don't get my fucking ice cream. <laughs> Not so even like, if you hide on the ki- in the kitchen on no, the floor. No, they never find me now. No. Lennox blew you up my them. spot when she was like a year old. Uh. I hid for years on the kitchen floor eating my ice cream. Damn. Lennox learned how to walk, found me every time, instantly.
3: Do you ever try taking out the garbage and letting that last about five minutes? That's well, a I trick. Can't
0: eat ice cream in the garbage. Well, yeah, I could,
3: I could teach you.
0: I just, <laughs>
1: I
2: just. <I> just, <laughs> <it's> just <away, laughs> Callie. <down. laughs>
0: And, like, I don't even necessarily enjoy the ice cream, but it's, like, my goddamn reward. <laughs> and they don't ever go to bed anymore because I got older. And now I don't get, or, like, I get my ice cream and I sit down and they come back down and I'm, like.
2: Get out of
0: here. <laughs> they're ruining my, now I ate my ice cream and it didn't even feel good because you were here. And then I love my kids. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you handle a lot of stress all day long and you go, 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 go. And then yeah. you come home and you go, 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 go. And then I'm, like, ice cream time.
3: I also have a wife, a wife who is the food police, which she should be, right? Because she wants me to be healthy and be around for a long time. And I do need to lose weight. She loves you. She loves me. She wants me to be around for So she's not wrong. Every time she says, don't eat the ice cream, she's right. I shouldn't be eating the ice cream. <laughs> but also, you know, there's the wife and the child who mm-hmm. are constantly just kind of like they hear a little, mm-hmm. what are you opening? Yeah. <laughs> so I, listen, yeah. This is my reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a 15-hour day. my
0: youngest. Uh-huh. can hear the cupboard opening from like houses away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be like i'm hungry do you know what i haven't had and i'm like she knows i got into the pretzels i haven't had pretzels today i'm like oh my god she's Busted. got like ears of steel you
3: yeah mean? yeah i suck at saying no i'm like so afraid to say no the calendar is too busy life is too busy we had a talk just a few weeks ago my wife and i about trying to start to say no to things and Kind of just what what am I going to start to say no to? And we came up with some things that I say yes to right now that I'm going to start to say no to. And I've been okay about it for the yeah. last couple of weeks, but it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Can I ask you guys? Is it a almost an entrepreneurial guilt of mm-hmm. saying no to anything? Because well, yeah,
0: because you're going to lose all your business.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, it's
1: that, and I think part for me sometimes I'm like, what well, can I say no to? Especially when it's asks, of, I like. I have this privilege to have this business and I I should be doing more. And I I have a really hard time with that level of it, too. Like, do I have the capacity to do it? Yes. Should I do it? Probably not. But like, it's a very difficult thing. And being a pleaser and a fixer and a fixer. And there's things that I'm like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. Like, You have no time to do that.
3: But yeah i' say uh, if i say no that's now I'm not grateful mm-hmm. right I'm not right. grateful for any success if i say no to that thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. once i say no to that thing now have i created bad karma for myself right. and now and it's there, all that
0: person's come. never gonna come back
3: Yeah, and who
1: are they gonna, gonna tell never
3: yeah
0: yep. that's never the way it is totally
1: maybe yeah. we need to check in with each other we could be our accountability yeah. partners like twice a week like, i well, tried to did you like, say no, no to time
0: I was really good about it till September and I feel like my schedule just went to shit in September and mm-hmm. the kids went like everything just, I like lost it. But I was like, okay, once a week, twice a week, this is for me. Whether it's, I have a yoga class. I like to go to once a week that I haven't gone to since June. <laughs> Not going to lie. I used to go once a week mm-hmm. for like two months and I loved it. And it was yeah. so, it was just, I left like high and I was like, I took my time and none of my work stuff was there. None of my kids stuff was there. Yes. It was amazing. And then life got busy, but it's like, Setting those things and being like, this is now in my calendar.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is my, it's just like therapy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually annoyed because I decided tomorrow I'm not going to work. Have a pretty clear calendar. I'm not going to work. The kids are off of school. We've been having a lot of trauma at home with my kids. <sighs> um, and I was like, we're going to spend the day and they're just going to be together. And then I was like, shit, I have therapy. I was like, should I have therapy? <laughs> right. I'm like, damn it can't skip that. Okay, fine.
3: <laughs> I, I actually fired my therapist. Did you? In July and I don't have a, I haven't had a new I've been off therapy since July. Oh. Because you know what? Because I realized that I was able to talk a, around things mm-hmm. and she wasn't busting me.
2: Yeah. You know, Mm. like I,
3: like if something was getting a little too close, I was able to be like, look at this shiny object over Mm -hmm. here. And she was. You want to hear about trauma? Yeah. Like, and I was (laughs) able to just come up with something and kind of like get away from the thing. I really, and she wasn't sniffing students. that out at all uh, and i was like oh this is not good for me and yeah it happens So even working. some
1: of the best i mean there comes a time where where you just have to it's time to be done yeah, not at i have fired also. many a therapist so, okay yeah. it's
3: not the worst thing no and yeah. even the
1: one i one i love she was in, in my life at a very specific time and when i went back to her at a new time in life i was like i don't need Too this many. anymore i don't want this from you Because the way her methods worked great for then, and it's not what I need now. And I would find myself driving there. I'm like, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is what I'm going to say. This is probably her response. This is what I'm I'm like. Oh, I've just pre. I just I just pre-planned my therapy. (laughs) Controlled your therapy. Yeah, yeah. I really just micromanaged everything. I'm like, this is not clearly the right the right therapist for me at this time. And I still recommend her to everybody. I mean, she's amazing, but
3: yeah. it, it was time. Yeah. Uh, regarding saying no, have you guys ever done a gig? Uh, so strictly professionally now. Have you ever done a gig where you did something and either before, during, or sometimes it doesn't happen until after you realize – we just didn't make any money on that. that oh, was yeah. just oh, yeah. that was just the stupid. Why? Mm-hmm. How did I get roped into that? Like, mm-hmm. how did I say yes to that? How did I let that happen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's we usually, get, we paid
3: them to do this. For pretty them. much, yeah. It's
0: usually it's like, samples events yeah. that are like, well, you sample for this mm-hmm. right?
3: exposure.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's exposure. So I've um I've actually worked that in because we've done it so many times and been mad about it that since it's usually those types of events, I make everyone stop like you can't just grab a sample from my table yeah like you have to talk to me or like Smart. even for Knox, like we would have samples but we would have a spinning wheel with like prizes and people like oh what's that
2: mm-hmm. I'm like
0: what's that? oh you want to hear about Knox?" like let's talk like while you're spinning the wheel because i was like people just grab and go with those things oh you're so good well and it's like, knowing
1: the right ones to go to because yes. there's so mm-hmm. so many are so alcohol heavy now where i'm like if I can't, if, if it's a time, like I can pick a time slot, if I'm not in the first time slot, I'm not doing it because you're just drunk and need yeah. food yeah. or you're bumping into shit. So I just I think there's, you got to be real strategic about those ones because they do. They put it in this big shiny envelope. Oh, this exposure, you're going to have 1,500 people are going to know your name. I'm like, the hell they will. Yeah. yeah. Now, so you got to be really really choosy about those things.
3: You, you got to be, I mean, I, I got to be better at it. The exposure that, you know, the, oh, you're going to get so much exposure. Mm-hmm. Like you said, 1,500 people. There are a few things where I felt like that. I felt great. This was good. We did good here. And there's been just so many more where I'm going. We That wasn't at all... No, yeah, all people, right,
0: so we yeah. haven't gotten into you, and I think this is a good way. So we talked about you being a radio personality, and while you were a radio personality, my understanding is that you started your own sauce company. Yeah, yeah. And since we're talking about these events and samples and giving stuff away and getting exposure,
2: yeah.
0: you were legitimately inspiring everywhere we went, we saw you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Poly G and Guglielmo Sauce was everywhere we ever went for years and so leading up to the pandemic. Cause then there's obviously less places to go,
2: yep. but yep. it
0: was like, you're going to see Polly. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah, You know?
0: And then if I got to work next to you at an event, I was like, I remember the one we worked next to. I'm going to go with I, sauce. I got, well, no, I got to know you <laughs> yeah. because we got to actually like chat yeah. and I got to know you a little bit. I think you were, um, Expecting your sign
2: or like yeah, I, r-
3: I remember the exact event yeah, being next that. to you because I Cause I, I knew Aaron before I knew you, but I knew yeah. I, you know I knew you I just didn't know you yeah and uh, but I knew Aaron and and but you were always like the the ominous force you know and so like <laughs> I was like, oh, like she seems like the secret weapon yeah. I want to meet her and <laughs> then really we were next to each that. other no <laughs> no no I was like she's the freaking driving force like I want to know, just know actually
0: her actually really insecure and really shy but <laughs> <laughs> nobody thinks that when they meet me so.
3: I think that's a lot, a lot of us who are kind of la I think that's secretly in there for all of us, yeah. actually. All I really want to do at any given time is go home. Like, yeah. you know somebody says go big or go home? Like, don't like, ask That's under- not an option. Yes. They,
1: they're lying. There's can no two choices. Can I go big will go from
3: big. home? Oh,
0: right. yeah.
3: No, they're <laughs> underestimating my willingness to just go yeah.
0: home.
2: <laughs> go go smaller. Yeah. <laughs> smaller.
0: So let's circle back to you creating your sauce. Yeah, how did that start?
3: Well, you know, there's the romantic story about going to my grandpa's every mm. Sunday my whole right. life. That's all true, very yeah. much so. It was in my heart. Well, I made I'm, a uh,
1: fire, so get the get the romance. Going.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I loved it, and then I moved to Rochester. I'm from Ohio originally, oh, okay. so I moved here in 2007. I'm from a little town, Conneaut, Ohio. So about three hours from here, not too far, just across the border in Ohio. I was homesick. I, I knew nobody. I moved to Rochester with zero friends. Nothing, nothing. Had a little studio apartment on East Avenue, and I worked on the radio station. And I went to work, and then I went to East Avenue Wegmans, and then I went home, and repeat, and mm. repeat, and repeat, and that was it. And I just waited to go back to work, and I did that for about a year, thinking I would go to a larger market. Turns out I'm not very good. Oh, so, I love no radio. <laughs> thank you. But it wasn't. Nobody else did. So, <laughs> so, so it was. It was. Uh, that was wasn't in the cards. But at the same time fell in love with Rochester it was like supportive of itself it can be a little obnoxious how Rochester really loves Rochester oh yeah but also like if you're in Rochester and Rochester loves Rochester you feel supported right and, and it does that and and like I didn't get that back home in Ohio I didn't feel that but because I was away from family I was a little homesick and so I started doing sauce on Sundays at home then I would bring it in and start sharing it with my co-workers on Mondays the leftovers and uh it's that good old-fashioned you know hey you should bottle that one day on the radio, Brother Weeze is trying some sauce. Bruh, it's delish, you know. That was a good
2: answer yeah. Brother Weeze. so good. For those of
0: you that don't know Brother Weeze, that's what he sounds like.
3: Bruh, I'm telling you, if you bottle this sauce, somebody, <laughs> people out there would buy it, you know? And uh, and I remember getting something like 20 texts because they could text to the radio station mm-hmm. in real time, which was terrible for my self-esteem. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was called fat and stupid every single day on the radio yes people oh imagine your facebook comments but in real time and it's your job to read them it was worse Mm. worse than what it's like just having a facebook but there was also support and i always feel bad when i say that because 90 percent of it was positive but there was always you know the 10 percent doesn't make the 10
0: percent not Uh. exist (laughs) no exactly we all know the 10 percent is what sticks oh
3: it's terrible uh, but anyway, after he said that, I had something like twenty or so texts from people saying, um, "Hey, I would, I would buy it. You know, I would buy a jar of sauce." And my original business plan was literally just: if I buy twenty mason jars and make twenty jars of sauce and sell them for a dollar more than I made them, I could make twenty dollars, and that would pay for me to go to Wagmans tonight. That was it. That was Fantastic. the that was the business plan. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, it's very concise mm-hmm, to yeah. the point. Those goals are achievable. They're meetable. I like
1: it. Yeah. We
3: should all
0: start there. Yeah. Start there. Start
3: there. Well, I I did start there. I took, I I Mm -hmm. went and made and I sold the very first sale I ever made. I sold a guy 12 jars of sauce out of my trunk. I met him at a gas station in Greece and sold him 12 jars of (laughs) sauce. So that was, so then I decided, well, it's time to go legit. And I did all the Googling that you do and basically jumped through those hoops and eventually got there. And uh, like you said, just started doing every farmer's market and every festival Mm -hmm. I could sign up for. You were
0: everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm.
3: It occurred to me that there's a million people in the metro of Rochester. And then Park Ave Fest had like 100,000 people or something. I'm like, if I just do all these festivals, Mm -hmm. I could meet all million people. Right. It's stupid. but Does everyone
0: think they know you now?
3: It does happen a little, yeah. Well,
0: now I laugh because I'm like, well, you know he got bigger because he's not at the table you've got other
3: people Uh working on that yeah 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 that's right doesn't that feel
0: nice
3: yeah it does it's also tough because there is that there is a little bit of micromanager in me which is which sucks but i have to admit my flaws right i'll hear from other vendors who did it with me for years who will say hey you know that person you have working sat and looked at their phone for a half hour
0: Oh, yeah. Nobody loves your product mm -hmm. like you do. Right. (sighs) So that's the other thing is when we do these events that we're pretty sure we're going to lose money on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aaron and I do them. Yeah. Because I'm like, no one's going to sell us. So if I'm going to lose money, I might as well make hopefully make connections for the future. Yeah. No one's going to sell us like we sell us. Yeah. And so like that's the hard part of having other people do it for you. Right. And it's what is the trade-off? What are you
1: able to do in that time that you're not doing that? So even if you're maybe losing money, is it you get to spend more time with your family? Like if the trade-off works, then...
3: Sometimes it needs to because it's, yeah. you know, we're talking summer weekends mm-hmm. and just stuff that really I need to be present for. Right. I need to go be a husband and a dad yeah. once in a while. But then, you know, but then... I know what I would have sold at that festival, and then I look at what we did when I didn't work the festival, and it's different. It's a right. different number, and that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So it doesn't help the mic. So everyone hates a micromanager, right? But that doesn't help you learn how to not be a micromanager right. when you're going, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is why I micromanage, because shit gets done. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's down to are you pulling in new customers with your personality and your story and people knowing about you, or are you just selling to the people that know you're there and are coming to look for your product?
3: Yeah. Well, it is music to my ears. There's still plenty of people who've never heard of us. They've never heard of the product. And so that is music to my ears when Mm -hmm. that happens because. Opportunity. Yeah, it's opportunity. Exactly. So, you know, I've had people before who are like, Oh, are you offended when they have, I know that's the best. Yeah. That's a potential new customer. Mm -hmm. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a chance for me to tell my story. That means you don't know all the other stories.
3: Yeah. You know, some of them are not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you were,
0: you're were you jarring your sauce, and you're still on the radio.
3: Yep, yep.
0: At what point in time are you like, I want to go big?
3: I start to become sort of disenchanted with the radio business. I start to become very unhappy. I loved radio, and I'll still, I still, how's the way I word it? You've heard people say this before. I loved my job, but I hated where I worked. Mm-hmm. I worked for a large corporation. It wasn't. Um, I just sort of started to lose trust in my leadership, and um, there were just a bunch of things that happened that made me start to go. Ugh, I don't like working here anymore. Right. I really love this little sauce thing that's starting to take off, and and at work, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't going well. Radio in general. I mean, podcasting is where it's at now. FM radio's fine. It is fine. It's okay. But it's more niche than it was when I first started. Sure. It was very mainstream when I first started. Everyone listened. And and now, you know, people listen, but smaller. But the people who do listen are very dedicated mm-hmm. to the things they listen to. So that's good. So if you're an advertiser, because I know you're an advertiser, that's good. Mm-hmm. Because the people listening are listening with intention of supporting. Right. As opposed to back in the day, there was mass audiences who were just channel surfing. Right. You know what I mean? And they're
2: just going to skip so, channels. Right? Yeah,
3: yeah. I just fall out of love with it, but I really love the sauce business. And more importantly, I really love entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Just getting a kick out of that. Right. And I'm starting to realize maybe I have a little bit of a knack for it. And I took the leap in, uh, I decided in January of
2: 2020
3: to take that leap. Yeah, <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> yeah. But different, different than your businesses, which of course I feel terrible about what that did for your businesses. Meh. Food. <laughs> Food manufacturing was a much different journey in -hmm. in early to mid-2020. It was not a bad business to be in. Remember what it was like to go to Wegmans in April of 2020? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So my house is primarily vegetarian and mm-hmm. I was just making stuff the other day with beans and every once in a while I'm like, remember when I couldn't buy beans because everybody that ate meat suddenly bought all the beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, but can those of us that eat the beans come please have some? Because <laughs> right. I know you're not going to eat them. They're going to sit in your, your pantry until you throw them out in two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, Wegmans was a shit show.
3: It was a shit show. and Wegmans were... is
0: amazing if they want to sponsor us. Absolutely. We'd be happy to be sponsored by Wegmans at any time.
3: It was, it was not a bad time to be selling pantry shelf-stable items. Yeah, right. We'll say that. But what then started to happen in like mid-2020 was then supplies became limited. Glass jars that I could make a phone call on a Tuesday and have them delivered on Friday were now six week lead times, right. you know, and so then you started to get caught with your pants down and not yeah. really able to turn things around. So it was hard, but in a completely different experience than well, and all had.
0: of those experiences affected restaurants because mm-hmm. we're ordering in those supplies yeah, yeah, and we're trying to get the products to make the food and the glass mm-hmm. jars, the beer and tequila and liquors, like all got backed up because of the glass yeah. shortage. And I mean, you still see things like this happening. I'm pretty sure that school milks just got
3: Oh, yeah, that Something was about, like, totally the cartons. They
0: couldn't could get milk different. cartons.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. And everybody Still just happening. thinks that this is all so figured out. Like yeah. the food supply chain is so well. And five no.
1: years. I said at the very beginning, <laughs> five years, and everybody told me I was crazy. I <laughs> quote you all the time. I'm like,
3: we're not <laughs> out. And then you start learning things. Like there's this product you guys probably know called Kitchen Bouquet. It's like a browning sauce uh-huh. um, that we use in some stuff. It's sort of, um, it's a browning and seasoning yeah. sauce, whatever. But it's, uh, it's in a really important product that we make for somebody else because we also co pack for other brands. Um, all of a sudden, that's nowhere to be found and it's a, a one year lead time. And you're oh, going, no. You're going that's
1: oh, no. That's how? not okay.
3: So you start drilling down and find out that it's like distributed by the same company that distributes Clorox. And of course, Clorox was busy uh-huh. at that Clorox time. Clorox like, we're not going to do right. food. <laughs> we're going to do yeah. bleach. Yeah, they're
0: like, we're not going to do seasoning yeah. sauce. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: And yeah. sanitizer. It's bleaching <laughs> themselves. Yeah. So it made me better from a culinary standpoint because then all of a sudden you got to figure out how to make browning and seasoning sauce that tastes like that
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app
3: So it did make me a little bit more skilled, but it was it was a shit show. Did you
0: cook it out before deciding to do your your stuffing sauce?
3: Like yeah, cooking? yeah. Remember I told you I used to live in that apartment by myself. Yeah. My hobby was renting off recipes and then going to Wegmans getting everything and then going home and like learning how to make stuff. Okay. And I would make some really interesting. So just
0: like self taught.
3: Sort of self taught, and then also just a fat guy at heart. I mean that kind of in a good way. Like <laughs> I'm, I you guys not. One Saturday in Rochester, in that first year that I lived here, again, no friends, didn't know anybody, and I would go home, like, every other weekend because of homesickness. But mm-hmm. every other weekend, I forced myself to stay here. One Saturday, I just made an entire Thanksgiving dinner just to see if I could do it. Oh, just, fantastic. Just wanted to see if I could do it.
2: Had just come out.
3: Yeah. It was great. Of course. I great. mean,
0: honestly, <laughs> yeah. that is something that I think entrepreneurs... Like, that's a a thing that not everybody would try. You have to be Mm -hmm. willing to, like, throw yourself into the wolves and be like, I think I can figure this out. Right. What's my challenge this week? Mm -hmm. That all of us share is whatever that niche is that we're going to just, like, jump in and try it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to jump in and try to make a whole Thanksgiving dinner by myself, which is insane.
3: It Um, is insane. But you have to be insane to own a business. mm -hmm, Don't you have to be kind of... Think about, like, the general idea of thinking that that thing needs to get done whether it's open a restaurant or a cannery or whatever yeah. and then thinking well you know who'd be good for that me mm-hmm. you well, have to be a
0: you can't yeah. blame anybody else for anything
3: yeah that's right so like, i try but... yeah.
0: yeah i'm like wow my boss is an asshole mm-hmm. like, Aaron and i do it to each other all the time i'm like wow your boss is a dick right i <laughs> <laughs> can't believe she let you get away with that <laughs> all the time right but I'm like, you know, like you hear so many people in the workforce and even my employees and even my employees don't realize that I am they.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Like most of the shit they bitch about, they somehow separate me from it. Like I'm a different person. Yeah.
3: They, oh, they told us we have like,
0: to- mm-hmm. I literally just had to cut everybody's hours because business is really far down and I don't have any money. Yeah. So we cut everybody hours and then it was really slow and they had been ahead on everything. And we're like, okay, you guys can go home early today. And one of my employees got really upset and literally said, I thought I was guaranteed hours because of my physician. And it was like, well, what, we've been honest and upfront about everything that's been going on for the past three years. Like, right. Yeah. There shouldn't be a surprise. And, um, where do you see, like you make all of the food in the morning. So like, you know how much food we sold last night. Like,
2: yeah.
0: where do you think the money comes from? That pays you your paycheck. Like, am I just sitting on a throne of cash that's like, nah, ha, ha, you can't have it. <laughs> you know, but it's like. The, they, they, but people think that. evaporation like a even, separation right. of like, they know me. They know what we do. They know all of the things. But there's no connection to, oh, I don't have to prep any of this today because we didn't sell any of it last night. But I still want my paycheck. Right.
3: There. So yeah. they
0: can blame the they. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just haven't gotten paid this
3: month. What do we say? Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nicer. Must be nice. I mean, and
0: it even you can be as
1: open book, and I think you and I both are that with our employee. Like we, 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 are pretty honest. Know? Here's the number. They still don't understand, and like I don't, we, all of these things that I we do cost money. Like, wow, well, we just need some more of this. We have more of this. I'm like,
3: that, like people will just kind of order supplies, and I had to cut that. I had a guy who was kind of ordering supplies. Who I had given the, the password to be able to order the supplies from mm-hmm. the place we ordered them. I hate to say it, but he was kind of a mark for my employees who knew that I was going to question everything. Yeah, They were going to come up to me. And sometimes, of course, I say, yes, we need that thing. And then other times I was going to be like, we don't need that. Here's right. what you can do instead. He was just kind of a mark and was buying everything. So we just started a new policy of now it's back to like you got to write everything down. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it as a team. What is yeah. it that you need what the little cartons need? for? Mm-hmm. Because we already have the medium-sized cartons. We don't need the small and the medium. Right. This is fine. Right. We can fit them both in there. Well, Remember, the, slightly different businesses,
0: right? Industry. No, but it's like so
1: yeah. 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 Or that's a great deal if I buy in this quantity. I'm like, I can't. We, it's we three just years. talked about this yeah. with the Jameson. We used to I buy have... like 20 cases of Jameson, and it was a
0: Shit ton of money, like now, like and then you're like, where am I stashing right. all of this? Right, like yeah, we're gonna get a price break. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna make money in three years. if yes. I want to put the investment in, but right? Cash flow, but mm-hmm. I also yes. need to store it somewhere. Yeah. So you're talking about like pallets of liquor.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a thing. Like I, yeah, I, heard, I just heard that episode you are talking about, and that's something people don't think about is cash flow. Like yeah, if, yes, that is a better margin. Overall. Oh yeah, in,
1: tw- in 2012, sure, that yeah. was like n- a no-brainer. I no brainer. Now, no, use
0: that ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. to order in supplies or improve something yeah, that I can make money on tomorrow or yeah. something breaks next week and I just bought three pallets of liquor and now I can't fix the stove
3: right yep yep so one of my really early lessons and um I think you guys said something at some point I don't remember but it reminded me of crying at work I mm-hmm. cried at work uh because of a cash flow thing because uh it was Really, really early on into taking on manufacturing. And uh, I had been doing fine up until then. I had kind of learned as I went and managed cash flow okay, but now it was a new level of cash flow. It wasn't, uh, you know, $600 out and $1,000 in. Now it was $6,000 out Mm -hmm. and $9,000 in and net 15s and net 30s and net 45s. You're
0: not getting that. Immediate, right.
3: and I and I didn't I didn't do well at first. I wasn't good at it at first. It took me a minute to get good at cash flow, and so I started the uh, craft cannery with thirty thousand dollars in the bank. Jeez. Okay, and I thought. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh, I'm good. Thirty
0: thousand dollars tomorrow. I d- yes, I did. Yes.
3: and I did, I did, yeah, I did. I I think it was about five weeks later. Mm-hmm. I'm looking and I'm going, I got two payrolls in me. I got mm-hmm. two payrolls mm-hmm. left in me. I went out and I sat in my car and I cried, mm-hmm. and I was just like, how oh, the fuck did I do yeah, this? Like, how there. did this happen? You know. But then I, I called a mentor or two, and we figured it out. It, I I went in, and what were my bills that were due to me? What my bills I owed out and just kind of like, can I get some of those bills paid before I have to pay somebody? And, and that was a lesson that I think I've heard a couple other people go down Mm -hmm. on things like that. And you just got to kind of take a minute and figure it out. But man, I got hit hard by that once. That was a scary time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. I
2: hate it.
3: Um, I remember sitting and, uh, I remember sitting there and taking every penny out of my four oh one K after I left my regular and they job. Are too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the operator kinda asking me why I was mm-hmm. taking over and I told him, So I'm yeah. investing in my business. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm gonna jar of pasta sauce. <laughs> and I just remember him being like he- are you sure? Right. <laughs> do you really want to do this? You know, and That's I just not a like,
0: banker mindset mm-hmm. like answer. No, they don't like, like that. Bankers have a very like anybody working in like investments and banking like their mindset is very different. Oh yeah. Than the entrepreneur.
2: Right?
3: I, I loved you you talked at Rotary. Thank you for doing that by the way about You're welcome. um getting denied for a loan or something and then having okay. to like argue to essentially proving the bankers wrong. I yeah. told them they
0: were wrong, and they approved me on the loan. I'm still in the process, so I don't want to talk smack. I'm not sure when this is going to end yeah, yeah. or <laughs> when the loan's going to go through, yeah. so we're still hoping everything is is in the up and up. We're, but, yeah. So, and you know why I did that? So I... We talk about support. We talk about bossy. We talk about you listening to the podcast and like hearing things that resonate. Mm-hmm. We did a panel last year, the year mm-hmm. before. No, it was last, last uh, June. Every time just all mounts together now.
1: I just know because I was at a board meeting. So yes. it was last June. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, Tambi Asher, who owns um, Shop Peppermint. Shop Peppermint. Oh, yeah. She was on the panel and we were talking about banking and loans and things like that. And she, I had asked her a question about something about banking. And she said, she started the business. She went in, she asked for a loan. They told her no. And it was a line of credit, a line of credit. Yeah. I don't know. It was something yeah. banking wise. Mm-hmm. And she said, so I told them no and told them they had to tell me what I need to do to get it. Cause I'm not leaving without it. And I was like, you can, you can, what? <laughs> I was like, you can do that to a bank. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was that experience stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have these experiences with other people who are going through similar things as you and that's why this is all so important to support each other yeah and i was like well what's the worst that could happen if i s-? i mean they already said no right yeah so i was like no
2: <laughs> tell me what needs to happen <laughs> no. oh, oh house is so-
0: haunted oh. but i was like no tell me what needs to happen and then they did mm-hmm. and i yeah. was like oh i could do that yeah i was like thanks tandy i don't know her well But was like, Mm -hmm. it was just this one thing she said. And it was like, we have the power to do that. And even as business owners, people expect you to be on this like pedestal of strength and wisdom and knowledge. But really, we're all these like insecure Mm -hmm. people just trying it and just hoping it goes out well. Right? Because the ones that
1: aren't us, the ones that are have all all that bravado those are the ones that usually don't make it it's us that just have to keep trying or they have a lot of money behind them true (laughs) so they don't have to tell the bank well and i think it's important that you said that support and and that willingness to be vulnerable and that's part of what we've tried to create and now we're creating with oh sorry everybody being able to be vulnerable and have those conversations, yeah, I did get denied, and this is what I did. A lot of people aren't comfortable kind of sharing those moments, and I think that's yeah. why we're able to continue to rise, e- raise each other up, and rise in our industries because we are having these important conversations and sharing. This didn't work. I started with thirty thousand dollars, and I spent it in three weeks. Like mm-hmm. those are those are things that people need to know. It's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. It's important for the public to understand that we're not just. I mean, I remember somebody saying, you got a $25,000 grant. And I was like, I don't want to be an ass, but like, that's two weeks of payroll. It's two yeah. weeks of payroll. Man. Like that's not, like, even, it's not even, two weeks of payroll. but yeah. like, yeah, it's amazing. And I need it and I'm going to take it. And I'm super grateful for it, but I busted my ass to get it. And it's going to cover about two and a half weeks worth of
2: Wonderful.
3: bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to come up to grants too, because mm-hmm. we, we want a big grant. And I, I, I get that same thing too. Um, uh, but, uh, what you were hitting on before is rejection. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I, I just feel like people just, in general, they they just can't deal with rejection. And somehow we can.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It sucks. I don't yeah. think we like it. No. But we've figured out how to just understand. We're just going to get rejected every day. Yeah. I mean, every single time I go to the grocery store, every cart that doesn't have Google Amazon it is rejection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah no, I could, like, you not, oh could you not <laughs> you
0: just, like, hang out in the sauce aisle and you're like so
3: um. I'm not too I'm not too proud to, not to say that I've done that I have you know yeah or if I, I like, I'll try to have cash on me and if someone picks something else I'll literally take $6 out and I'll be like if you just try this one I'll pay for it there's $6 in this jar so I've done that before too what? Yeah. The, the most awkward is when I run into somebody I know and they have a different sauce in their cart because then I feel bad because then they're like I I usually buy your and I'm like no 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 don't worry about about it, it's totally fine. Right. It's okay. Sometimes
0: I'm getting the 99 cent sergeant jar, 99 mm. cent jar of sauce to throw it in for something for my kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're not always going it, to appreciate your sauce and I'm not right. wasting it on them.
3: Yes. Yeah. No, no. But it happens all the time. Every single, right now, is since we started this, this podcast. Thousands of jars of not my sauce have been purchased, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, right. but same for you guys, right? Every mm-hmm. time you go by any restaurant that isn't yours, there's a car in the parking lot. that's mm-hmm. somebody or rejected your restaurant.
0: that gives us a bad review, you mm-hmm. focus and you, you're yep. like, oh my gosh, I'm awful. I'm gonna close. This is like every month, and then you like don't see all the good things. Right. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But I just that's think more not uh, for
0: everyone.
3: I just think some people are just petrified petrified of rejection my parents are actually like that and that's their biggest concern is is that you're going to get rejected? aren't you afraid you're going to be rejected
0: how do they feel about your business Uh,
3: i think they're very proud now but i think really early on my my mother especially was very like he's gonna he's gonna get his heart broken Mm -hmm. just maybe just don't even try because if you don't try then you Mm -hmm. can't get your heart broken right i'm not i can't do that either Mm -hmm. but she was like that you know and my father's a little bit like that it just it just to them it couldn't possibly work um, because what? Because all business owners are rich, and I wasn't rich. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's what they think.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's been frustrating. Ooh, parents too. just
0: want stability. They just want to know that your kids are taken care of, yeah. and like they're going to be good, and yeah. you're not going to move into your attic.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get really proud of that. You know, my mom wanted me to have a paycheck and benefits. Yeah. Got to mm-hmm. have benefits, gotta right? Got to have benefits. Yeah, and so she was just shitting her pants when this like, all started. I got
2: benefits.
3: Yeah, but now we offer benefits, and yes. I and I've shown her like, you know, we've got look at this plan we offer. It's like this great plan, and I just think she can't even believe it.
0: Yeah. Now you're offering the benefits. Yeah.
3: Now we offer. You them. are the benefit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh, so the grant thing too. Uh-huh. Last year we got a. You're gonna shit. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I not. do know. You do know. Okay. Uh-huh. We had a five hundred thousand dollar grant. was amazing. Year. That's pretty amazing. Uh-huh. It was pretty amazing. In manufacturing, to be honest with you, it's still kind of just a drop in the bucket, but it's not nothing. Yeah. It's right. not nothing.
2: That's awesome.
3: We're doing an expansion on our building. The whole expansion probably is going to cost one point five million, probably. So it's like a coupon, but still,
2: right? And people still don't great. understand
0: that's. Mm-hmm. I assume
3: mm-hmm.
0: maybe you're rolling in in thrones of dollars. But usually when we're doing these projects, it's debt based, like you're going and you're getting a loan, you're getting a mortgage, you're getting assistance and you're putting it all out there with the plan that you're going to create these jobs and create these opportunities and it's going to pay itself off.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. A lot of there will be debt taken on. There's been probably three major steps of my entrepreneurial journey. And in each time there's been some debt. The first one, it was seven thousand dollars. And I got out of that in a couple of months, and it was awesome, right? Oh. The second time, there was more, and now this time, the it's going to be something The
0: first one technically years. was $20. $20, and then you
3: made $20? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, right. yeah. that's right.
0: That's <laughs> right. like, wait up. a minute, yours
3: was $20? Yeah. 20 yeah.
0: Mine was, like $200. But...
3: Yeah. But the yeah. First, so the first, you know, it's been lit, and then the next one was was six figures, and now this mm-hmm. one is going to be seven figures. Right. Yeah. And the first... The, the four-figure one worked, mm-hmm. the six-figure one worked, yep. and now we're, we're diving off the fucking cliff again yeah, for the seven-figure mm-hmm. one. And that's going to be, it's very, very scary, but there is debt. And something that helped me was being around some very, very successful business people and just asking them about that. Sure. And, and understanding that some of the most successful business people we know are still just swimming in debt. based on their expansions. Well, and
0: debt is also cash flow. Mm -hmm. You talked about cash flow and what I didn't understand until like a year ago, that sometimes cash flow is debt because you need the money in your bank to keep going. So Mm -hmm. you're not worried about that last payroll getting through. Right. And yeah. you can continue running your business because when you're sitting out in the car crying, mm-hmm. you're not actually able to work and move forward. And that's not normally a um, mental state that is just that hour of crying. It's no. usually a good yeah. surrounding time frame that you're not able to accomplish things because you're worried about if you're going to be able to pay the payroll.
2: That yeah.
3: The, um, there's this phrasing I've noticed, like, really, really successful business people, like the types of people who run billion-dollar businesses or, you know, hundreds of million-dollar businesses um, that they use when they say they're financial partners. That That's what they mean. Ooh. They mean the people who give them a the bunch de- of money. The, <laughs> the <laughs> debt. Ah, the debt. Yes. People who so that give them their debt. Ooh. I've heard that a couple of times, and I, now I just will ask them. Just mm-hmm. now I feel a little more familiar with a yeah. couple of those people. Um, I would rather like bank. Yeah. If you're talking
0: about the SBA.
1: You're
3: talking about the bank giving you like a <laughs> giant right. loan. You're about right. that very uh-huh.
0: very wealthy man that
3: uh-huh. invested <laughs> some money in your company. Right. Yes, Jeez. yes. They're financial partners. Ah. Yes. Nice. Good relationships.
1: I've got a couple of those. <laughs> yes. Being being seven seven digits in in debt.
0: Yes. That nice. I like to say that um I've been a reverse millionaire now mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. nice. I I got out of my reverse millionaireism in January of 2020. Oh. And then jumped right back into it. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's hard. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
0: The more debt we have, the more access to debt we have.
3: <laughs> it is weird too. Is mm-hmm.
0: Like I remember being young and like they wouldn't give me like a thousand dollar credit right. card. Yeah, <laughs> and then, oh, a couple million. Eight. There you pre-pandemic, go. Pre-pandemic, I was getting things in the mail, both at work and at home, like constantly. We used to always joke, and we're like, "We're gonna cash all this in and just move to Mexico." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, screw it, they'll never find us. Like, <laughs>
2: basically, you
0: want to give them? They're like, "You know, here's five hundred thousand dollars. It's only a fourteen percent interest rate, which now is a thing." Yeah. yeah. But pre-pandemic, you're like, "Oh my god, never!" Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like a one percent interest rate everywhere you go. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It uh, pretty much stopped pandemic, but we oh, yeah, got so much. Because we had so much debt that people mm. were like, well, you're paying it off. Mm-hmm. You're a good debt holder. We right. want you to get our money.
3: Isn't that funny how that works? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But when yeah. you're paying all your bills by cash and you're getting everything paid on time and you don't have any history
3: it's of be- that, they're it like, no,
0: you can't have a $1,000 credit card. the right.
3: strangest freaking like,
2: thing
0: like, I make $1,000 a week. When I was bartending, I would mm-hmm. pay everything in cash. Anyway, yeah. Nothing.
3: Yeah. That's one of the craziest things about how that happened. The whole thing works.
0: Mm-hmm. You, I try to explain it to my staff. Cause I'm like, you have to build credit mm-hmm. to get credit. Like you have to get out a credit card and just yeah. use it for like one thing a month. And right. Pay I it can off. just,
3: can I see as a question, it's uh, you, you triggered it in my head when you said about, um, if somebody's entitled to hours, yeah. if you're in place. can I ask you guys an HR question? Sure. In the I, I, not an HR We are not,
2: not
1: HR professionals. <laughs> I've just been through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. So we announced today our company Christmas party is going to be on a Friday in December. And uh, it's going to start at four o'clock. Everyone's going to home at noon. Do I owe them the hours now that they're going home? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's people who are... Are
0: they salaried? They're, or they're, hourly,
3: salaried? Empl- they're hourly full-time. They work 40 hours a week, but they're hourly. Now I'm sending them home at noon on a yeah, Friday. Like, okay. do I owe them hours thirty seven, eight, nine, and forty? I, 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 no? I want to no.
0: say no, but yeah. if you have them guaranteed forty hours, I
3: don't know. I don't have anything guaranteed. No,
0: then no, you don't
3: know. I don't think I do. Right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that on the way over. And you yeah. That night
1: Where are you going to your party
3: though? We're doing one of those igloos at the Rock Holiday oh, Village. God. Yeah, yeah. That should be, it should be. Yeah. And it's the first year too. Speaking of growth, our very first year company Christmas party was just. Uh, I just got Dinosaur Barbecue <laughs> and brought it and just had it in our break room. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the second year, I think we went to a restaurant. Third year, went to a restaurant. And the, this year, we're actually having plus ones. The oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've... The we,
1: first couple years we went out to my parents house because they had a big pool out in out in the country and it was a lot of fun well, and then do we your
0: christmas party in like july yeah right? we
1: do christmas in july well because we opened in october i'm like i'm not dropping a grand on you people i barely know you yes. <laughs> that's not gonna happen um and then we started doing fancier and fancier things and now we just do it here because they just want to sit and drink and get high and have fun and yeah. hang out and yeah. we've got a bar and they we just sit here and they just have fun. Yeah. That's all they want to do. They played, they had a bocce tournament this year. Oh, nice. We played bocce in the, in the side yard. That's all they wanted. That's yeah. fine.
3: Yeah.
0: That is like, I can manage that.
3: Do you, do you, uh, with Selena's, do you feel like you have to have the company Christmas party at Selena's? Or you're like, let's get the hell out of it? No,
0: it depends. So like we used to do it at Knox when we opened yeah. Knox cause it was outside of the place, but I could still control costs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we've had at Selena's and Marshall street has catered for us. Um, I think last year we went bowling, which gets really expensive really fast. Bowling is another one of those industries that skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, this got way more expensive. The favorite thing they like to do right now is in the summer doing a. Um, we used to go to Seabreeze. We started, we used to go to Darien Lake, and then our staff was not quite sober enough to drive home. So we switched <laughs> to Seabreeze because then you could get an Uber. Um, and then it just was really pricey. And obviously, like I said, We've talked about it plenty of times to up to 2019. We had cash flow. Parties were great. It was a great perk. No cash flow. So we've really kind of had to figure it out. So this past summer, of uh, the past two summers, we got a kickball field and a pavilion.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Great idea.
0: So much fun. And just mm-hmm. seeing everybody hysterically happy. And just having a ball together is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, We bring water balloons and squirt gun and it is like just a bunch of adults acting like children just (laughs) running around and it's my favorite thing and it costs a couple hundred bucks.
3: That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: and so for the Christmas party this year, I'm still on the fence. Um, We have not had a successful year. So I'm like, maybe I'll just have it at my house. I don't know. So I still I mean, I might just do Selena's because it's more open than my house. Right. I don't know. have to figure it out. Yeah. But they really like it together. They really just want to hang out and Mm -hmm. get free booze and free food. And they love, I too, you could try this in the the igloo. You ever seen a saran wrap ball? No. Okay. Listeners, this is important. (laughs) I started doing it for my kids' birthday parties and I brought it to our work parties. And it is one of the most requested things. You literally get a roll of saran wrap. I find that the dollar store brand works the best. And you get a bunch of crap, like kids' toys, things that are worth like a quarter, get scratch-offs. We've even done like little mini liquor bottles in there, maybe a couple 20s. And at the very end, we might have like a $50 bill. And so each item gets wrapped in saran wrap. And then you add more saran wrap, you add an item, you add more saran wrap, you add an item, you add saran. And then sometimes it's saran wrap, saran wrap, saran wrap, right? So you have this ball of crap. But some of the crap is good. And even like, you know, the fake sunglasses and the rings and all, they love it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is wearing crap on yeah, the for, for it. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to take the so way you're supposed to play is wearing gloves, but this is not easy. So we do not <laughs> wear gloves. You t- roll two dice, and the person next to you rolls. And as soon as they get doubles, your turn's over, and you pass it down. And the next person rolls, and you unwrap. And as far as you uh, can unwrap, you get everything that falls out uh, while you're unwrapping. And as cool soon idea. as the doubles hit, you pass it on. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> that's it is perfect. like <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. the one thing people ask for the most is now the Kickball game. And the ceramic. So I could literally just show up to work with the ceramic ball, and I think I'd be good. I mm-hmm. don't know that I have to have a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop off some tater tots. Right.
3: That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that for my kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids yeah. parties, but adults love it too, and if it's too mm-hmm. easy, make them wear gloves. Yeah.
2: Full right.
3: of um, good ideas.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You didn't know when you were going to learn how I you mean, came in no. today, did adults you? adults <laughs> just want to have fun. Uh-huh. We just want to feel good. Mm-hmm.
3: We're just big kids. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Pie in the face. Great game for your Christmas party. <gasps> toilet trouble. Toilet trouble.
1: trouble.
3: Toilet what trouble. is toilet trouble? It's a, toil- it's a
1: little toilet. it's a little toilet and you fill it with water and you spin the wheel and it'll say three and you have to flush three times and then it just continues around lo- like until it just psh, water in your face. <laughs> <laughs> out <of the> toilet.
3: <laughs> that's funny.
1: We used to use it and one day it just ended up being on the floor with water in it. And I walked out, cat was drinking out of it, and I was like, that's it. Oh, that's really cute. It's your new water bottle. It's the cutest thing in the world. I love it. It's your new water dish. What's So you have an expansion coming.
3: We have expansion coming. We're kind of at capacity. It's tough. We're kind of bursting at the seams right now. Um, you were in somewhat mm-hmm. recently. There's just pallets everywhere. Yeah. Like we're out of space for stuff. Great problem to have, but it is a problem. Sure. So we're going to basically double the size of our building, put in another bottling line, and then we'll have two and a half. We have like a... We have, like, a bulk line for, like, food service stuff. Um, so that's, like, a half a line because it's a little more manual. Right. So we'll have two and a half lines. Should let us double our business if we can fill it. Our lead times right now are about six. Actually, today, we had seven, eight weeks. That's long. It shouldn't be that long. That's, like, um, I don't know. Like, what's a good restaurant wait time?
0: 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. 30
3: minutes. Okay, that's 60 minutes. We're at 60-minute okay. wait time. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? That's a
0: Yelp review
1: right that's there. there. Yeah. That's yeah. a yeah,
0: 2019 yeah. problem.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions. Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit.
3: My current sort of job is to understand we're gonna open up all this capacity. But also hesitant because new equipment is a learning curve. So Mm -hmm. it's not like the new equipment gets installed and on day one we can run it.
2: Right.
3: It takes a little while. It takes weeks, sometimes even months to get any good at running that stuff. So I need to bring on the business to fill that line once we put it in. While also not over promising on like how quickly we can turn that around. So that's kind of my world right now is talking to clients who have that kind of volume and figuring out how can I take on their business but in a year.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
3: That's that's kind of the juggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's the juggling that's going on right now. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't have that volume, but I have that patience. So whenever you're ready, I do all I'm of ready.
2: my
3: stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I
1: have okay. no rush at all. <laughs> you got it. But I yeah. don't need that much.
2: <laughs> you got it.
3: I've, gotten bad. I've learned also how to do things like inventory, you know, so keep an mm-hmm. inventory. So somebody, so that we don't have to do that. So if you do, it's risky because it's cash. But let's say you say, oh, we want you to make our sauce, right? And and you, you say, I want 10 buckets of sauce. We'll make 20 mm-hmm. so that next time you need 10, it's ready. Right. Then, so we always stay ahead. That is good, but that can also burn you. Sure. Because every once in a while, that person just whew,
0: yep. disappears. Yep. Doesn't want 10 more.
3: Well, they're just gone. The and business just,
0: can yeah. close. They didn't sell the sauce. Mm-hmm. They decided it wasn't worth the money. I'm sure there's like a thousand reasons. A million
3: reasons, and yeah. And
0: you're stuck with. Yeah. Did you take it home?
3: Um, we got stuck. It's uh, <laughs> There have been times where we got stuck with a little bit where stuff just goes home. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just like, all right, everybody. Yeah,
1: because you can't like you can sell no. it at somebody's yeah. yeah. Blend. Um,
0: like, Merry Christmas, staff. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I did. One Here's guy really, <laughs>
3: really, really screwed us, and I did donate his stuff to Food Link, because I go, fuck, yeah, I don't good. care. This, yeah. yeah. I, I, he can't complain about that. Guys, cool. I asked him. I was like, we had about $10,000 worth of his stuff, and he was he just didn't even notify us. He just changed suppliers, the, and I was wow. just like, Right. So I'm just like, okay, I mean, you have the right to change suppliers, Would but you like... you have it
0: in your contract that you have to give notice?
3: But contracts are not... Right. Um, that great. It feels Apparently a lot. It's probably good
0: if you want to take it to court, right?
3: Pretty much. And that's around the line, I would say. I shouldn't say that out loud, like where the line is on what we're right. to court. That's around the line of we're going to take someone to court. Mm-hmm. We had somebody stiff us for $27,000. That was worthy of court. Wow. Unfortunately, they stiffed everybody and went out of business, so we're just in line waiting for right. that. Right, yeah. So Please. we'll never see that either.
0: No. But so hopefully the, at least you get the write-off.
3: Mm-hmm. We do. We, bad debt is okay I guess it, mm-hmm. at least it comes off um, but with that guy um, I asked him and he said no and I just went well I'm donating it he right. was like I'd rather you don't I, I don't care yeah. There's just, this because is, you
2: sue me yeah right. I'm not going
3: to throw this away this is this is good stuff this can feed people mm-hmm. I feel like it's a happy in between for us just let me donate this sure. stuff <sighs> that was That's a tough fine. one yeah yeah <sighs> sorry bad memories no I mean I everything can't be great uh uh-uh. uh no no,
0: but, but you're great.
3: What?
2: You are great. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So
1: you oh. have a home life. Yeah. And is your your wife understanding of the world you're in? Is she not is she not supportive? I know mean, she's supportive, but is that been a struggle for her to kind of get on board with growth?
3: Early on, she was very supportive. I mean, I'm talking like the early Google mm-hmm. Amazon The twenty
0: dollar
2: right.
3: <laughs> yeah, like that. That was, she was all she was all in back then. <laughs> yeah, because no. there wasn't a lot of debt, there wasn't a child, there wasn't a mortgage. You know what I mean? Like there was just we were just kind of young and like trying to figure it out. And so she was all about it then, which I thank God because in the really early days, if she had been against it, it probably would have either ended the business or the relationship, mm-hmm. right? right? One of the two. But thank God. Then she was all for it. Now she's still for it. She wouldn't in a million years. I mean, at this point, it's our livelihood, right. right? But there's aspects of it that she
0: like. Do you need to take out this debt and expand?
3: Yeah, right, exactly. Do you need to? Do you need to go to the event? Right. You know, um, I'm probably home two nights a week at this point, and you know, she wants it to be every night of the week, yeah. and that's tough. That's mm-hmm. really tough. How
0: old is your son?
3: He's uh, just turned five. Okay.
0: Is he yeah. in school?
3: He's in transitional kindergarten right awesome. now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until recently. I didn't know. Um, I know for us when Aaron took over the GM job back before we bought the place, before we even thought about buying the place, I, we had had a kid at that point. And I was like, listen, you can't be gone all the time because my dad was gone all the time. So we found a way to make sure that there were moments that we were going to be together. And for us, it was breakfast. So it was like everybody got up together and had breakfast. And then if you didn't see each other the rest of the day, like it didn't feel so yeah. lost. Do you guys have any things like that where you're like on this day or at this time we do
2: something? So,
3: yeah, Sundays. Sundays. Sundays are pretty are much off. Day. Yeah, Sundays are days off. This time of year, football. Uh, my wife likes football. I like football. Oh, oh,
2: good. And we
3: do sauce on Sundays while we're around still. <laughs> so, you know, there is Sundays. Do you still say.
0: do grandpa's sauce or do you I still do
3: grandpa's sauce. Oh, yeah. I still make it too. I don't dump it out of the jar. I still yeah. make the sauce. But – it's really hard. Sometimes it'll be like Wednesday, and mm-hmm. I'll realize that I haven't really seen him. So I'm gone before he wakes up, and I'm back after he goes to sleep. Yeah. And sometimes that happens two or three days in a row, and that really sucks. And on those days, I just think, like, this has to, this has to pay off. Mm-hmm. Or else, God, I just don't know what would happen if it doesn't. Because, right. like, that's so depressing when that happens. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I really yeah.
1: hate that, right? But you're also aware of it, and I think that's part of being in this life that we're in. You're you're aware, so you're making you're making decisions. You're making you'll you'll yeah. make the time when you can, and it's intentional. Where I think in a more traditional nine to five or whatever the schedule is, like those things aren't always thought about. Yeah, and I think that you get better about creating those moments, like a, so when you said the thing about breakfast, it made me think there was somebody who said something to me once and this person was also an entrepreneur. So it kind of surprised me. we had had a lot of morning meetings and I called on and wake him up. He's not ever going to just organically wake up before 11am. It's not his way. It's not his family's way. It's no, like they, his mother will sleep until noon. Like that's just how they were raised. And a lot of his siblings have jobs that are, you know, later in the day because of it. So it's just part of the thing. And at one point we were in a meeting and she said to me, "You know, it's 2021. He can do some things for himself. And I was kind of (laughs) laughed it off and I didn't say anything about it. And then several weeks later, when we were in the same space again, I was like, you know, that thing you said, like it kind of about like sometimes that morning call, because it takes a second, you know, for me to, call and wake him up and if we're balancing the things we do for each other like he's he does so much and i am I am not
0: I, am like, I make kidding. a morning call. right i make him wake him up in
1: the morning it's but like sometimes it's the only time we have mm-hmm. that is not work we don't go to sleep at the same time we've never you know he one or two week nights a week he's home so that's like there's just we have completely opposite schedules that moment that first call that first moment in the day is like really important and it takes a second for me to do and like that's our connection we may see each other again or talk but it's at work and that's completely not not the same thing and i was just like i have we have to be intentional about those moments sometimes and yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, yeah. If I want to do that, it's okay. It's not like I'm like bowing down to my man and waking him up because he doesn't Ooh. know how to I use an alarm sweet. clock.
0: Yeah. I think that's so much better than getting woken up to an alarm clock. <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> yes. So. Yes.
0: But it yes. wakes like, me up by opening all the drawers. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <I'm> like, oh! <laughs> we don't have the ability to be quiet right
1: yeah, That's like, a man we, thing. we like, have to be intentional yeah. about the moments that we can have and i think it's important and you you've said before like i'm not going to be at every game i'm not going to be at every show so i'm going to take my kids out of school and do a vacation because those are the things yeah. that they're going to remember I you know that. i
0: think we
2: just all well, have they're
0: so busy mm-hmm. most of the time that they don't even notice i'm gone right. we were just away from in buffalo and it took my kids like 12 hours to realize i was home
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Here I am feeling all this mom guilt. Like, oh my God, I haven't been home all week. And they were like, oh, you're back. I'm like, I'm back for 12 hours. Like, I've been in the house with you. (laughs) Right. And gone for four days.
1: (laughs) Whatever. So.
3: I feel like I'm good about when I'm with him. I'm all in yeah. with him, you know. Like, uh, like in the summer, like we got, you know, we got the Seabreeze passports, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, sometimes if I just saw three o'clock was my last meeting, I would just call my wife and be like, "What's going on tonight?" She'd say nothing, and I would, be, "I'm going to pick him up. I'm pick him up before we're going go to Seabreeze for a couple hours, right? You know, and just all yeah, in, just like let's ride, in. let's ride them all, dude. Right. Let's do it, you know. That's what just let's, I do, we went out mm-hmm. for dinner. Let's get pizza. All right, let's do pizza for dinner. Just right. me and him, and we had this thing. We say, it's a boys' night, and like he, <laughs> oh, I yes. say, boy night, and he's this little five-year-old. He'll go, boys' night. Oh, so I love it. It's the best. And your wife
2: Aww. is like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ladies I him, night. But...
3: Yes. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, probably she's...
0: just like supine on her living room floor. Yep. So, <laughs> so,
1: so <poor> quiet. quiet.
0: <laughs> all the wine, all
1: the quiet, before, all the TV. Before we're out
3: of talk, can okay. I ask you guys? I'm a big believer that failure leads to success.
0: Absolutely. It's one of my favorite quotes by you.
3: Can Mm -hmm. you talk about, and I'll do it too if you guys want me to can you talk about a time when you failed and you think it made you better?
1: I mean, I think I'm still failing on some We all are. Totally.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: We all are. But, like, there's just things. I was not in the restaurant world. Don was, since he could have a job, he was serving people on some level. So he's always been in this industry. And my background is in behavioral health and working with kids at Hillside. Yeah. So when I came into it, like I had all of these ideas and there was times like he would kind of let me run with stuff. But some of it is like, no, I'm like, well, I do I have to try Because I know this makes sense because of this one time I had this job and it worked really well. And those were all like huge failures. But it kind of helped me understand that I don't know and I need to actually put the time in and learn about my industry and not just yeah. be a... I'm smart so I must know how things work there's yeah.
3: day-to-day failures yeah. that we mm-hmm. all are I, we're never getting over that just day to day I mean
1: mistakes. what we the union is I mean where it's getting better but man that was yeah that was something I thought we really could pull off and pull off well I really thought it through I'd been in the industry for a while I felt like I knew what this area needed and I think it's just because I'm ahead of my time but man it was it did not, it has been, there have been a lot of failures with that and we're Mm -hmm. learning from them and
0: adjusting, but it's been really disheartening. So I've, I've, first of all, I always say that part of life is just learning that you're failing a little bit at everything because pre my adult life, I was more of a perfectionist and a control freak. And I always say it started with my first kid because I even tried to control my pregnancy. And then at the end, everything went to shit. She was breached. She comes out early. Like, it was like a C-section. It was awful, blah, blah, blah. Um, Didn't breastfeed. Like, nothing worked. I just, it was like the biggest failure. Um, And that kind of taught me that I can't control everything. And I've kind of grown from there. And I've failed, 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 failed. I'm failing at being a mom. I'm failing at being a wife. I'm failing at being a business owner. I'm failing at being a friend. I'm failing at being a daughter. I've failed at being a sister. Like, And I'm in therapy, (laughs) Um, but it's more than that, right? So I've closed now. I just closed my third business. I've closed four kitchens because one of my businesses had two. I'm cutting hours, which I've never had to do before in my business. But I think back at, like you say about the things we've learned. I think not only have I learned so much from having to close down things I loved, but I think back about the things I've learned along the way. Like I learned, about hiring and firing. I've learned about personalities versus skills. I've learned about partnerships was my next thing. Mm. Um, I've learned about who I can work with. I've mm-hmm. learned how to stand up for my values. I've learned how to use my voice, right? So it's like, but I've learned all of those things from not doing them and knowing I should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a constant failure. Yeah. Or... I'm just doing the best I fucking can with what I have.
3: Yeah, fuck yeah, you are. It's man. really and,
0: a positive way to spin it.
3: And I don't think I don't necessarily <laughs> think close, closing a business is. I understand in a way. I see, of course, yeah, I see where passion. that's a bit of a like, failure. This is... But but also not letting it completely sink you and knowing right. when it was the right time right. is not a failure. That's mm-hmm. that's a a strength yeah. that you recognize that and go. I got to get out of that.
0: Oh, uh, one of them I was forced out of.
3: Yeah, because you were gonna let it keep. Going. I was I, gonna, I've gonna heard let that it take
0: my whole house.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. Um, can I go into a, an area that I have no business in going to? Yeah, you have
0: to tell us about your failures first. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I got like get same answers as you guys every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. <everything> I, <laughs> I think I had a failure as a as a leader really early on into having uh, employees. Because, you know, for a few years, it's just you. Mm -hmm. Or at least in my case, it was just me, right? Muscling the business. Then I got a couple people who might do a few hours here and there. But then it became me. Then I had three employees. Then six. Then ten. Now I've got fourteen employees. And Really early on, I wanted to give them a lot of autonomy, and I wanted to because I wanted that. I wanted to let them. Hey, you're you're going to kind of be the production but guy. But you're
0: an entrepreneurial mindset. You mm-hmm. don't even know it. That's why you need yeah. autonomy.
3: So so I was like, I, I was like, I I would have wanted somebody to say, here's your project. And then just get out of my way and I'll figure out how to do this project. This, whoa, Let me sink into this. Right. But other people don't do that. No.
0: Like no. I'm a learner mm-hmm. in it. Like you can't train me ahead of time. Yeah. I'm not processing anything you're
3: saying. I, I <laughs> learned that. And man, I just had, we were just running around like chickens with our heads cut off. We were yeah. super inefficient. And I just let that go for a few months of me thinking like, well, they'll,
2: mm-hmm. they'll figure
3: it out. Yeah. you know. And, I, and then I realized if I just actually write him a process and, make, and tell him exactly what to do from A to Z, that it will get done the way I want it to get done. Then I'm worried he's miserable because now I'm Because you would have
0: been miserable. I would
3: have been miserable. Mm -hmm. But then the biggest breakthrough on what I learned from it was I talked to it was one of my first employees, I talked to him about it and he was like No, thank God you did that. I didn't know what you wanted from me. You wouldn't tell me what you wanted from me. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated on a daily basis because I was having to guess what you wanted. It was because I just wanted to let him just, Mm -hmm. hey, create, man. And
0: you might have an employee someday that you're like, hey, I really need a creative mindset.
3: Yeah. And well, I
0: know you're creative, so I want you to come in on this. But it's not everybody.
3: You no. said manage person or knowing personalities, mm-hmm. right? So like that's the big. There's 14 of them, and there's 14 different managerial mm-hmm. styles mm-hmm. there. And that wasn't day one. Me didn't know right. that day one.
0: Well, I don't think that that's a mm-hmm. thing that really was done from my understanding of workforces prior to the no. recent yeah. years. Yeah, of like having to understand that everyone needs a different training process they need a different
1: mm-hmm. it's like like the love languages you have to learn how how to how do people learn yeah how do people want to be helped how do they want to be that Criti- not
0: criticized. Some people just need to be heard. Redirected. And yeah. They have to tell you they're mm-hmm. miserable and then they'll be happy. Yep. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> get it, really it
0: all out. I'm like, I don't want to hear about your misery today, mm-hmm. but I know that you need this from me.
1: Yeah. We had that yesterday. I'm like, oh, we're just going to, oh, we're, I'm leaning in for our bitch
0: sessions. And then
3: you're going to be it great out. for a week. <laughs> One of my best guys was a hockey player and he's like, and he's like the manliest man at my plant. <laughs> and he wants like. The coach tree. He mm-hmm. wants me to be like, come on, bro. Like he wants that. And I'm not that guy, <laughs> right. either, but he wants that. Like he, I noticed it doesn't spark him unless I kick him in the ass a right. little bit. He likes being kicked in the ass. I'm like, who yeah. likes being, and some people do. A lot. a yeah.
0: I have a cousin that works for me and I don't always employ family, but he is the person that if it's on his list of things to do, it will get done exactly as you tell him to do it. Yeah. If it's not on his list. So he found a dying mouse while cleaning one morning and sent a note to let us know.
2: <laughs> oh, and
0: I was like, well, that's because dying mice have that talk of like. Okay, well, when we you have find this, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we need yeah. to dispose of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, like well, well, that, that means the poison's working, which is good. Mm-hmm. but so In the future, they, if you they don't could stay. Just, yeah.
3: right. <laughs> Remove yeah. it from the premises. Yeah, that's uh, the. Uh, uh, we can get down in the weeds on that, but giving people a list or giving them a process to follow mm-hmm. that that can be frustrating too, though, because I have. I can get very frustrated. Something I can get very frustrated about is somebody who just doesn't do what they're told. I'm not good about. Circle. I just they didn't do it again, and they didn't do it again, and they didn't do it again. And I'll talk to them, and then, but I, I don't have that next level of like it's assholeism. Parenting.
0: Right. It's not even assholeism. It's parenting. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: what do you do when somebody for the third time? What just do you doesn't do when do your thing? son
0: doesn't do it for the third time? Wait till he gets older. tell somebody, my wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you need to bring your wife in. Yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah.
0: But it's like if you want mm-hmm. the behavior to change, you have to address it yeah. every time mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. My kids come into work. And they're like, you act like this at home. And I'm like, I know because (laughs) there are certain employees that I'm nice to because they're nice to me and they're the ones that love me and I love them. And there are certain employees that I have to be harsher with and have to be more direct and be like, we're working on this and you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. You know, (laughs) there's certain employees I could be sarcastic with and they respond to Mm -hmm. like a sarcastic, oh, we didn't get this done today. And I know that that's how they want to hear it. And they're going to turn around and do it. But
1: it's I, yeah there's others tell me on your list what you didn't get done and why you didn't yeah.
0: like some just, bring your list to me let's i wrote it all out right
3: are either one of you guys yellers at your employee if
0: i yell shit is not good
3: how, how many times would you say you've yelled as the owner
0: under five
3: okay but you? they
0: were up big. i'd say under three
3: okay
1: i'm more of a make them crier it's so funny because people will be like they have to go into a meeting with us and like like get really nervous when don starts talking he's like Oh, I'm the bad. Like, I'll let you. Like, no way. Like, she's the one that I'll be like. So, like all of my hillside comes back. I'm like, I need to make you cry in the first like four minutes of this conversation for this to go the way. So I need that it to we go. can go and move forward. <laughs> exactly. So, let me just get it out of you because it's going to happen anyway. Yes, had, Don, I'm talking about you too. We you had running crack- chicken
0: burritos. And I think that was two of my else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they kept not draining the chicken because it's stewed yeah and they would just dump it into the burrito yeah and like you and people first of all there's a couple of people that get just chicken burritos I love them dearly and they've been coming to us forever but it's like the plainest thing on the menu. So I'm always like first of all who's ordering a chicken <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like the juice is like running out right so I had over and over and over redirected and kept being like gotta remake this burrito gotta remake this burrito got. And I'd go out to a table. Somebody else had ran the burrito. So I didn't realize it was runny. And they were like, this is disgusting. And I just came back and was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, but it's like, it's like when you're at home, it's the same as parenting. Like I've told you 17 times to not put this in the burrito. Yep. And you did it. <laughs>
2: it like, yep. And I
0: think it was literally within the same day. I yelled twice because of a runny chicken burrito. And mm-hmm. I honestly can't think of any other time I've like, Flipped out, but the whole kitchen was just like, hmm Yeah. She yelled.
3: Well, well, that's good. If you don't do it that often, then it's super impactful.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I, at nine years, I've yelled twice. Mm-hmm. Once was five seconds. It was just somebody who it was just like... Oh, literally, was, those
0: were all of the words I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> what, one time was was just quickly like, you have been told three times to do it. Why aren't... You know, it was yeah. just the wrong moment. The second time, it was probably my single greatest failure I've ever had. I cringe. It is so embarrassing. I'd love to tell you guys the single biggest failure I ever had because yeah. it was not just a business failure. It was a failure as a leader. And I, f- and I cringe It's so embarrassing, but I did it and I own it. And it was terrible. The guy who works our warehouse or at the time, at least worked at the warehouse. He's still with me. He's Still with me. I had asked him to do a training. We have to do some cross training. Sometimes I need to get documented that everybody knows in general, how we receive and ship product. Mm-hmm. And I had asked him do a training, please just, Call everyone over here and just show them real quick the rundown. How do you do this? Well, day went by, he didn't do it. Eh, no big deal. Next day, hey, really need to get that training done. Do you mind getting it done today? He's kind of like, sure. You know, I'm like, okay, great. Please, let's get it done today. Doesn't happen again. Day three, finally, I go, when's your next truck? 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock, I want to get that training done. 10 o'clock, truck comes and goes. Doesn't happen. I go, now I'm stern. We have to get this training done. When's your next truck? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, this training has to get done. Now I'm paying attention. Mm -hmm. 11 o'clock, truck comes, he starts loading the thing. And I just go back there and I go, stop, please stop. We need to do this training. And he gives me the the body language of, you know, frustration. Mm -hmm. He just kind of goes, you know, he kind of does that to me. And I clock it. I clock it. Not ready to blow up yet. Not enough to set me off yet. But I just kind of clock it. I'm like, okay, he's giving me some attitude. This kid's giving me some attitude. So, hold on. Please hold. The truck driver's right there, too. Please hold everybody. I need to go get my staff. We need to cross-train on this. Please. I go. I get the staff. I come over. As I come around the corner, the truck driver is going, you fucking kidding me? And my guy's going, yeah. Yeah, can you believe that shit? You know? And he's kind of leaned up against the, and I know this is not great for audio, but for the video, he's kind of leaned up against the wall. My employee's just kind of doing the thing with his eyes, where he's just like, this is stupid. Uh-huh. he's just got this is stupid right uh-huh. now, so i'm still kind of clocked clocking uh-huh. that but not ready to blow up yet still not ready to blow up just think at this point i'm just thinking afterwards i'm gonna just pull him aside and talk to him right so i get the whole staff around um he kind of the truck driver just kind of goes good luck and he kind of looks at the truck driver and goes thanks then he turns around to everybody and he goes yes we're doing a training now and i go without the attitude please Still, even at this point, I'm not going to blow up on this camera. Like, I
0: would have blown up already. I know, I'm so anxious already. Go on. Like, so, wow, you have some patience.
3: Still, still, I just said, without the attitude, please. Right? We're slightly elevated, but we haven't blown up yet. But I am really close right now. And he just kind of mutters something about just it being stupid. Just kind of like, oh, it's fucking stupid. So, you know, I got st- I got work to do. So, And I just go, get the fuck out. And he just looks at me and he goes, you can't talk to me that way. And I go, I just fucking did. Get the fuck out. And he says, uh, "He says you can't fucking talk. And now I start walking towards him, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm a large man and he's not that big of a guy. So I'm walking towards, not a physical threat. There's right. nothing like that. But like I know that this is going to be imposing to him because I'm a big person. And I just kind of start pointing my finger at him, which is really uncharacteristic of me, but... Just fucking lost it. Sure. and I just start pointing my finger at and I just go, "You gave me some fucking attitude. You're not doing your job. I've been telling you for days to do this. Now you get the fuck out!" And I just like screamed it, and he just broke. He just was like, <laughs> and he just like turned around and, walked, and like oh, ran God. out, the, like ran out the door. And I immediately felt, mm-hmm. oh shit! I knew I. And then I turn around and there's my employees and they're all just standing there like little puppies. They're mm-hmm. they're all just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like right. they, they've never seen that mm-hmm. come out of me. That's really has very rarely ever come out of me. That sure. kind of that elevated.
0: I know it's level. not professional, but I don't know that you acted un. On-
3: Okay, so now let's break that down. <laughs> right. So immediately, I regret it, and then I then I proceed, by the way, to do the training myself, which mm-hmm. was the most awkward thing. <laughs> yeah, before, right? Sure. I should have just said, "Let's reschedule." Right? But, but now we go through this five minute. Yeah, like, training. probably
1: when's the next drop? <laughs> yes.
3: Like now we just go through the five most awkward minutes in the history of my business of everybody just pretending that didn't just happen. Right. <laughs> and, and I just the whole time it's all, of course all I can think about, and I immediately regret it. And I know what I should have done. Even in that moment, I know what I should have done. It should have just been the second he was clearly giving me attitude. I should have apologized. I should have said, I'm sorry, everyone. I need you to just wait here for a minute. Right. I should have said, can I talk to you, please? Yeah. Right. Gone into another What's room. The confusion? Closed the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then come out a minute later either with him, and now the training is going to happen, and he's going to be happy about it, right. or without him. Right. Right? But that's what should have happened. That would have been the more impactful thing.
0: Or even just having him remove himself and doing the training and then dealing with it.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. so you're not. Yeah, we've had so, those
0: moments where I'm like, no, I need you to leave. And again, it, it comes back to the same way a parent. I'm like, I need you to leave because I'm gonna explode. Right. Like, yeah. I don't need you to leave necessarily because of your behavior. It's because I need a minute to like do the right thing. Because yeah. if I stay here, <laughs>
3: nothing that's, that's gonna, gonna happen, happen, right? Yeah. So I just, I so I live with that. Like, ever. I think about that. Probably. He still works for
0: you. He still works. And for you me. talked about it.
3: We talked about it. He came back about an hour later. He, like, called me and said, I'm sitting in my car. Can I come in? And he came in. We talked. He was crying. Made me want to cry. I did not cry, but it made me want to. I gave him a big hug. I told him the I was I almost cried. I gave him a big hug, told him I was sorry, told him I shouldn't have handled it that way. I just told my staff I was sorry. Like, I just... Then I, and then for the rest of that day, I just, like, I, I remember I got my hair cut later that day. Like, and I told the hairdresser about it. I was like, I told my barber. I was like, <laughs> I did something really bad today. You know, like some, but, just, but I just, I always think about that. I'm like, what a, what a terrible people thing. People don't
0: do things oh, what a... for three reasons. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't find value in it. Mm. Or they didn't hear you right.
3: Yeah. I think it was the second one. You know. Right.
0: You know, and if you have value in it and they don't. It's yeah. getting that across of why it's important or they're not going to do it.
3: Context. We have, mm-hmm. as the owner, we have more context than they have like, all the time. I
0: know why this has to be clean because I know I'm going to get dinged by the health department. Yes. It's the corner of the floor. Nobody else cares. Right. Yes. You know, because they don't think about that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And when you
0: tell them, hey, I'd like to stay open when the health department comes, these are the things that need to get done. How
3: do you you guys feel about the the agency putting that thing where you can, like, search restaurants? (laughs) They've been doing it
0: forever. You You know what I don't like about it is it's not in context, and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So what people don't understand, listeners, (laughs) is that it shows you the whole category you got dinged on. So if you got dinged because there was a gap at the bottom of your door, you're getting dinged on the whole paragraph, mm-hmm. but it reads like I got all of those things.
1: Right.
3: Did. I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. My
1: friend sent it to me and I was like, she's like, do you hate when this happens? And I was like, oh my God, here's all the reasons why I hate and why it's completely. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So
0: I know we're tying up. I know you have somewhere to be. Yes. But I also know that there is something you need to <laughs> announce to our um, viewership. It won't be quite as new because by the time this airs. Yeah. But you know it's brand new today. Yeah,
3: yeah. I I was like uh, I was like inspired by Taylor Swift, like you know, how, like you know, how, like
0: aren't
1: we all? Or
3: like and Beyonce, I think has done it too, yeah. where the album just comes out and nobody yeah. even knew they were working on the yes. album. Yes. So I just literally that launched was
0: Renaissance, right?
3: Yeah, I, I just launched a whole line of sauces just without ever telling anyone. I mean, I, there were people that knew. It's not like nobody knew, we but I never them? told the public. Oh, yeah, I forgot that we have video. Yeah, on. we
0: brought, we got yeah. gifts. Yeah. Kelly and, and I don't expect gifts, but we
2: love them. We it. love when they happen.
3: Yes. Ooh. So I have uh, one of each for both of you guys. So we have a steak sauce, we have a barbecue sauce. Yeah. We have a, uh, a Rochester style meat sauce right uh, through the plate. Mm hmm. And then we have a, and this is the one that's going to. Be a little tricky for people. We have a marinara sauce.
2: Ooh. Interesting.
3: Creating my own competition.
0: <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. I don't so, think I saw this on the, the reel that you did. Yeah. So I, awesome. I
3: decided like I wanted to do, I, I did about a dozen sauces. I took them to events all summer and I just let people try them.
2: Mm-hmm. and
3: these are the four cream that kind of rose to the top. Four was never the number. Could have been five, could have been three, but these four really seemed to be hits. People kept buying them. That's I think awesome. that they, they're they legit. You know, they, they got some repeat business. People would come back and go, what's that? And originally I just had black and red stickers on them that said, like, meat sauce. Yeah. So people would be like, what's that secret one that says black and red meat <laughs> sauce? So people were kind of hip that I was up to something, but nobody really, never really caught on. Nobody really talked about it. But so these sauces are called... Slow, believe it or not, there's a lot of marketing that went into that. Mm-hmm. It had to do with uh, uh, slow because slow cooked. everything. Everything's better when it's done slow, mm-hmm. yes, it simmered is. long, slow, long period of time.
0: Slower is better is right on there. Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: yep, yep. Love so, it. We cook it slow so you can eat it fast, basically. We yes. cook it slow so you can eat it fast. Yeah. You can see that
0: on it too. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Thank amazing. you very
3: much. Thanks. I hope you, you guys it. Do you got anything
0: else coming in the books before we close
3: out? Um, the expansion's the big deal right now. There's other exciting stuff. Because of what I do with co-packing and private labeling, I have confidentiality so, yeah. agreements. There's a bunch of stuff I wish I could tell you guys. I'll tell you privately. but yeah. And anybody who wants to know, I'll tell anybody privately.
2: Like. Yeah, our Marshall so like, sauce soon at some Marshall point. Sauce. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. But
3: see, little things, I'm not even allowed to talk about that, right? Well, I can. You can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. co can be tricky because uh-huh. if I say anything about that, it can immediately be mis- misconstrued as we make Marshall sauce.
2: Gotcha. You know what I'm yep. saying? Oh, yeah.
3: So I. that's something that I'm taught to be careful about, and it's true. You mm-hmm. have to be careful about it.
0: Because people don't understand. People
3: right. don't quite People don't even know what our business is. Yeah. So the second I say, like, oh, we make Marshall sauce, boom, Polly, right. Polly makes Marshall sauce. And you would I mean, hear that. I would
1: be okay with it. Well, right, but <laughs> like, you know what you I'm saying. You can attach your name to anything I do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, so that would, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. Yeah, I'll tell you guys some cool stuff off air, too. All
2: right. Like right. Well,
0: then we're going to end now so we can get the hot <laughs> gas. All right. And how can they find you and find Craft Cannery?
3: Um, it's at Craft Cannery on pretty much all social media. I'm at Paulie Googs on all social media, Paul Gugliama. And uh, the sauce, try spelling it. No, <laughs> the slow sauce, the stuff that just came out. If you go to our social media, there's a list. We're okay. only in ten stores, and that's all it's going to be for a couple months. Slow rollout, just ten core stores. Some of the OGs who were with me from the beginning. Good. animals is available at Wegmans, pretty much anywhere in the Rochester area.
0: So. And like I feel like so many other places.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost anywhere it sells groceries in Rochester. So thank you guys so much. This thank was you. such an honor to be here. You awesome. guys, happy to have you. You guys are inspirational. I love that you do this podcast please keep going it's so oh and you
0: have a podcast I we do we talk about yeah. that I do, I
3: do. <laughs> and your
0: podcast is
3: <laughs> it's just called Polly Google. <laughs> it's not very good though. It's it is good okay,
0: I like well, it well you said lots of things weren't very good that we <laughs> yeah, disagree about exactly. so.
3: it's, Paul. it's actually Polly all the podcast okay. oh okay. good yeah. there you
0: go good I could say that yeah, yeah. alright well thank you for joining <laughs> thank us you. thank you Polly Alright,
1: Polly G. He's something else.
0: Oh my gosh. So craft cannery. Amazing. If you're looking to bottle anything, uh, Guglielmo sauce. I'm a huge fan of the vodka sauce.
1: I love that he came in with like 17 sauces for us. <laughs> like, I'm not even near through all of them either.
2: I, know.
0: I love it. I was like, you know me, I love gifts. Nobody has to give us gifts, but I love gifts. Right. Um, and he has his own podcast, so you can listen to him talk all the time. And it's called The Polly Guglielmo Show. If you can't spell, his name is G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. Yep. but
1: Guglielmo.
0: I'm so happy that he's part of our group now. And you can hear him come talk at Focus and Fortify in March 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th. Bossyrock.com for tickets. B O S S Y R O C. Mm -hmm. Super
1: excited about that! Very excited, and our next interview in honor of International Women's Month is Amani O'Lear I won't get into her story because it is there are so many levels of who Amani is and what she does. I have no idea what she's even going to talk about. So, be incredible. I know. It's kind of scary. I'm
0: sorry, Amani, but I just love you.
1: I don't think it'll scare her. I feel like many people feel that way for sure.
0: You had spoken about when you saw Shelby across the room and mm-hmm. I did the same thing. When I saw Amani, I was like, I need to know this woman. Yep. I need her to tell me things because I just want to listen to her tell me things.
1: She's so, a wise, yeah. wise woman.
0: She's my lady crush.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. So International All right.
0: Women's Day coming up. We'll see you guys in March. And
1: mm-hmm. Be bold. Be brave be the boss be the
0: boss <laughs> bye, bye.
2: Live it, love it, lime it. With Selena's
0: Mexican restaurant at the village gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of
2: Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at selenas.com. S A L E N A S.com.
1: The Union Tavern is a beautifully restored building with a rich history and views of Lake Ontario. Featuring New England favorites and hearty comfort food, everyone will have a favorite dish. From large groups to intimate dinners, there's plenty of space to celebrate special occasions.
2: Come visit us at 4565 Culver Road, right across from the Jackrabbit.